listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Brand new episode of Podcasters of Shield, Cinema Geekly's Marvel podcast. It is Anthony Lewis and Aurora Babalu. Hello, Aurora. Let's talk about sad things. Sad, very sad things. Yes. This is a man of sadness. Actually, you know, there was like a a gleam, a glitter of joy and hope, all for about maybe twenty seconds in this episode. <laughs> well, uh, Frank and Micro were both drunk. I think in the second yeah. episode, but yeah. Uh, we are here to talk The Punisher, Season 1, Episodes 7 and 8. Pretty sure that's right. Uh, yep. Starting yep. with Episode 7, it is called Crosshairs. Uh, as Frank sets out to target Morty Bennett, one of the founders of Operation Cerberus, and one of Rollins' allies in the heroin smuggling plot, Rollins stages a trap for his former subordinate. Lieberman, however, has Castle uh, keep Bennett long enough for the, and I believe, isn't Lieberman micro? Yeah. <laughs> it just is so weird to see it written as that. <laughs> she's just write micro, however. Has Castle keep Bennett long enough for the recon drone to clone his phone and track down Rollins? Castle arrives at Rollins' safe house and tries to kill him, only for the bullet to be stopped by bulletproof glass and is forced to retreat. Meanwhile, Russo kills Bennett in an attempt to clean up any loose ends, and Madani, suspecting that her office has been bugged, has Stein stage a plan to find whomever is listening. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of Crosshairs? Um, I liked the episode. I liked the whole um, Micro and Punisher working together to infiltrate. Um, mm-hmm. it, I guess a base? <laughs> it's a base, right? Uh, kind of, I mean, you mean the that first guy that they go after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's where he's hanging out he's with, with a dominatrix. A dominatrix, yes, yes. Why is it always the creepy old white guys that are into that? Yeah, and it. it I loved. Uh, side note: I loved how they did it because when we see her for the first time, they're sitting, you know, at a dining table and they're having dinner, and you assume that that's his wife. Yeah, or you know, girlfriend, know, mistress, girlfriend. something. Yeah. yeah, and then she she pours wine, I guess, on the floor, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Look what you did!" And he goes and licks it from the floor, <laughs> and I was like, "What is going on right now?" Yes, and then he goes to look up, and she puts her heel on the back of his head, and she's like, "Yeah, this is a spot." Yeah, and, and I was like, like "Oh, yeah. that's that's what's happening." I'm like, "I see," <laughs> and then things escalated quickly from there. 
Yes. Yes. Uh, and then Frank infiltrates him while he is like, it's so crazy. Like imagine him walking in on this, like hardened Frank Castle, the Punisher walks in <laughs> and here's this old white guy with his pants down and a ball gag in his mouth. Yeah. He must've been like, what is, but the, yeah, I mean, what I thought was if, it, if, if, there, if Punisher is coming for you, that's the worst thing you could be doing. Yeah. <laughs> What's even crazier is that this was all, I mean, we didn't, you find out it's a trap like right away. But what's mm-hmm. crazy is that the dominatrix is in on the trap. She goes, she, he's yeah. here. Yes. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently uh, Morty Bennett, that guy, he didn't even, the ball gag guy, he didn't even know. He had no idea. Yeah, no. He had no idea. I presume yeah. if he knew it was going to be a trap, he, he would have been like, I don't want to get caught in this position, please. <laughs> oh, it was, uh, it was tremendous. Was this the episode where we got more of Madani and uh, Russo? Um, I think Having fun? The, or was that the second episode? I think it's the second episode. Yeah. She's going to be so mad. Oof. Madani, mm-hmm. when she finds out she's having all of this uh, hot steamy lovemaking action mm-hmm. with the guy who's she's actually trying to get to apparently doesn't even realize she's trying to get to and yeah. uh, other spoiler things. he's very dangerous about. too. Like, yeah he is. Yeah. We learn a lot about him. We, We've, oh, we learned a lot. Yeah. A lot about him lot. sort of comes out in, in yeah. these uh, two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that whole bit at the end. Oh they and they really milked it too when he they find the safe house and he's looking through the the scope, and he sees Rollins, Agent Orange, mm-hmm. and they really milk it because he's you know he sees him kind of wandering, but then he gives him like the perfect shot. He's just standing in front of the window, and then Frank starts saying one batch, two batch, penny and dime. Right. I'm like, oh shit, right. this guy's dead already! And then he <laughs> shoots him, and then it doesn't break because it's bulletproof glass. It was so awesome. Yep. And then all those lights come on on the compound, and he's like, shit, and has to get away. And that was the ending of the episode. That was a great ending. Yeah, it was. Uh, okay. So good. I really liked it. Uh, any other thoughts on episode seven? Well, something that wasn't mentioned is the whole uh, Lewis story. Yeah, so they well. didn't even really touch on Lewis. No. And that's very... Um, I don't know. That whole storyline makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the, the point. Yes. Um, but it was, you know... There's a, a great scene. There's two great scenes uh, because I think this episode starts with him um, realizing that he killed that other guy. Yeah, like right? it, he came down. Yeah, right, right. Um, and he gets home. He has his hands bloody, um, and his dad is in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and you know he's trying to talk to him. I'm worried about you. You should you know take some sleeping pills and get some coffee. And he's trying to hide um, his hands. Um, but I don't know that that whole interaction with the dad. I feel very bad for the dad because he's trying oh, yeah, his absolutely. best, um, and this person is just gone. Like his mind is is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're doing it very well. It's just it makes me uncomfortable because of the whole situation. Yeah, yeah. I love that scene where his, his bloody hands are behind his back and he's got his gun in his back pocket or whatever. Did he also steal a taxi? I'm trying to figure driver? out if he, if the taxi was from the guy he killed. I, I I don't know if the guy. I think that guy was a taxi driver. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I lo- yeah I love that where his dad just comes up to him and just hugs him. Yeah. He's like you're yeah. a hero to me. 
Yes. As far as I'm concerned, you're a goddamn hero or whatever he says. Mm -hmm. Um, But he just knows he murdered somebody. Right. And then he tries to kill himself. He does. Puts a gun in his mouth. And I believed it. I thought it was just going to happen. Yeah, me too. But then he didn't. I'm like, well, there goes my theory about him becoming like a villain or whatever. But then he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So what would you give Cold Steel? Crosshairs. Crosshairs is what we're on. Crosshairs, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to give it a 4.5. I also gave it a four and a half. This was yeah. uh, this was excellent. I'm so far. I'm really enjoying this a lot more than uh, Defenders or Iron Fist. I mean, this oh, hundred percent. This <laughs> is so different than both of those shows. But yeah. I mean, it's really heavy handed, and a lot of it is dark and sad. But it's good. Mm-hmm. It's very well mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we talk about episode eight, let's bring a little bit of joy into the world, Aurora, by talking about the good people of Think Geek who have something not depressing for us all to contemplate purchasing for this holiday season. Uh, I am, in fact, looking at a Thor winter hat. So it's kind of like those old winter hats that people would wear in the 80s with the big giant ear flaps uh, on the side, but it's kind of like, it's shaped kind of like Thor's helmet. Uh, (laughs) It's ridiculous and silly. Uh, I'm looking at the guy modeling the picture right now, and I don't think I would wear this outdoors in front of people. (laughs) But, you know, that doesn't mean other people wouldn't, and I would encourage you to do it if it suits your fancy. It's just maybe not for me. Uh, But if you want to pick something like that up, or maybe something a little less kooky, uh, Think Geek has probably got you covered. Head on over to cinemageekly.com, click the Think Geek link at the top of the page, or... Go to cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek. Uh, you pick up stuff. We get a kickback. Uh, at no extra cost to you, of course, the the buyer. So it all works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if somebody gets this Thor hat, please take a picture and send it to me. Because I just, I, I don't know where you need to take a look at it. It's, uh, it's not the <laughs> goofiest thing I've ever seen. I'm just saying I don't think I'd wear it outside. Okay. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Um. Well, I mean, that was fun. Hey, we got a little bit of laughs there. Yeah. Let's go back to sadness. Let's talk about episode eight called Cold Steel. Jeez, even the episode title is like Cold Steel. Why can't it be like Happy Rainbows? And then just, you know, the title (laughs) wouldn't reflect anything that happened. But, you know, I would love to have an episode on the Punisher that's called Happy Rainbows. That would be You know, if I was running this show, I would do all the shows just like they're doing them now but i'd give them all like you know un- unexpected titles like that <laughs> like marshmallow raindrops yeah is like Bo- an episode ponies title. and puppies yeah <laughs> a happy relationship <laughs> uh, or do an episode that calls no an episode called like nobody dies you know something <laughs> like that um <laughs> let's see here cold steel dang it Uh, As Castle and Micro come to terms with learning Rollins' identity, Castle learns that Micro's son, Zack, has brought a knife to school and decides to scare him straight, and boy, does he ever. Mm -hmm. Castle confronts him and learns that he has grown afraid since his father's death, quote-unquote. After convincing Micro that seeing his son would be too dangerous, the two agree that the next course of action is to work with Madani. Meanwhile, Rollins and Russo decide to go after Castle, unaware that Madani, Stein, and their DHS team is really going after them. A shootout unfolds in which several SWAT officers and several of Russo's men are killed. Stein chases and corners Russo outside, pulls off the hood, revealing Russo to be Russo, 
only for him to literally be an Assassin's Creed guy and stab him with a hidden blade. Yes. Russo later consoles Madani and helps wash the blood off of her body. Good Lord, Cold Steel. What did you think of this episode, Aurora? I cannot believe that in that summary you missed out the worst part. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not in the summary, but there is a... Because I know this, you must be upset about this. I've talked about this every time Frank is at Micro's family's house. I get this tense feeling that... Because you can tell she has some sort of feelings for Frank. I don't know if it's just longing to be with somebody or if she actually finds him attractive or if she actually wants to be with him. He is extremely attractive. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's got, yeah, he's got that Daryl quality of like the, the Norman Reedus quality of like rugged attraction. Yeah. And I don't think he feels that as we've talked about before, we think he likes it there because it's like a substitute family. He feels normal right. when he's there. Right. But he doesn't feel an attraction to her. He loves his wife, even though she's dead. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, he goes over there because now the thing is that the cameras are down. And the cameras are right. down because his wife unplugged all, unplugged everything. Yes. Including the Wi-Fi, everything is out because he was, she's trying to punish her son. Mm-hmm. And Frank buys her flowers because he needs an excuse to stop by. Right. Because otherwise it would be weird that he's just stopping by. Right. So he gets her flowers to be like a, hey, thanks for whatever it was the other day. I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, exactly how he says it. Is that what it was? <laughs> it's like, you know, flowers or apology. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Um, and, you know, they drink a little bit. And then I'm just like, oh, man, it's going to happen here because the cameras are out. Yep. I'm like, I was expecting worse. I was like, they're going to kiss. He's going to like it. And then they're going to go to bed together. And yeah, the cameras yeah. are out and micro will never know anything. But then the cameras came on and I'm like, oh, things are going to be fine then, I guess. But I still felt that tense thing. And then she kisses him. Yep. And he doesn't immediately pull away. Yeah, not immediately. Yes. But he does. <laughs> after a second, he kind of realizes, he's like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Yeah. She is that way too. But... um that I, that gave me all sorts of creepy crawlies. Not nearly as much as when Frank scared straight Zach. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was just telling him this story about the knife. He's like, you know, this is like a Marine's best friend. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd rather have this, you know, as anybody with a gun, you know, the, a lot of things could happen. You could, you know, even at close range, you can still miss. He's like, but not with this. And he's like, you know, you can feel it slide in and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, even if you had a gun in your hands right now and you were locked and loaded, I'd still rather be me. He's like, I can just move in. And then he just goes in and grabs him and he's like, hold the knife to him. And I'm like, what? What Mm -hmm. is this? Like, my exact reaction was Micro's reaction where he stands up and goes, no. (laughs) That was just like the same. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think you've maybe gone a bit too far. I mean, but it worked. Yeah, yeah. The kid was like, do it. I'm scared of everything. (laughs) Yep. And then Frank sort of realized this isn't him being an asshole. He's just afraid. Right. Right. Um, that was, uh, that was great. I mean, all of that stuff was great. Even the stuff with the wife, even though it creeped me out and made my skin crawl. Yeah. I mean, it was very cringy, but I, I think that's why I like this show because it, you know, it, it does what is set up to do, right? Like you, 
you feel that cringiness. <laughs> yes. They make you want they you want to feel uncomfortable. They want you to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Because these aren't supposed to be comfortable. No. But they're real. Yeah. Um they didn't do it in a way that you know, if they really wanted to be silly about it, they could have just started making out and having sex on the kitchen table in front of the cameras, but they didn't. They, you know, she pulled back and she's just like, I've, I've had too much wine. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's some really strong shit. <laughs> and, you know, they both, you know, he wasn't expecting it and he didn't immediately pull back, but, you know, and then she pulled back and yeah, it was uh poor micro drank himself into a coma that night. Yeah. Uh, but then they had this conversation. I mean, it was a drunk conversation, but you got to see Frank laugh, like really laugh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, granted, Micro pulled his pants down. He's like, look how big my dick is, essentially. <laughs> it was shaking his ass in front of him. Uh, you know, but then, you know, eventually Frank has to literally like punch him out and lay him down because he's, yeah. he's too drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like all of that stuff. Uh, all that stuff, you know, that that scene also, you know, they both talk about how they met their wives. I, I like that yeah. too, a lot. Yeah. That story was great. I Frank's story was the best one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that story about how her and her girlfriends were like making fun of his shitty guitar playing or whatever. Right, right. And he kind of has like sort of a cheap pickup line or whatever about, you know, if you want to request or whatever, it's, it's going to cost you or whatever. Presumably right. a date. Or something along those lines. It was very cheesy but adorable. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I liked I liked all that stuff. I can't believe how much they've managed to humanize Frank Castle in this show. He in in Daredevil season two, he came off obviously as a guy with a past, and you could even understand his motivations maybe. But he sort of felt more like a killing machine in that. And here he feels way more like a person that you can empathize with a lot more. Right. Right. Uh, I th I feel like they've done a great job. I, I liked all the stuff with Madani's SWAT team uh, mm -hmm. and uh, essentially Russo's SWAT team of guys. Yeah. Uh, that firefight was all great. And it didn't even hit me. I forgot he was on the team when the firefight happened. Yeah. And then they're like taking his guys down. And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, shit. Madani's there. He's there. Yeah. We're going to find out. He sh he pushes one of his own guys into the line of fire so he can escape and shoots another one. Yeah, yeah, he's an asshole. That's uh, <laughs> but then he gets busted by uh, then he gets busted by uh, what's his name Stein. Mm -hmm. And then I, I'd forgot because he did this in the previous episode where he kills uh, Bennett. Yep. But he's got an assassin's blade. He does. Yeah. He has a hidden blade. I wonder if there's going to be some sort of crossover, Aurora. Is he secretly an assassin? <laughs> I need I mean... to know this. <laughs> is he really on a mission? Maybe he's on a mission to kill Rollins, and Rollins is secretly the leader of the Templars. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this could be all tied in with one another. <laughs> we get to see this stuff with uh, Russo and his mother. Who I yeah, guess I was, was going to say, you know, we have to talk about this. <laughs> she was a drug addict, I guess, who... Uh, yeah. He doesn't know any... He doesn't know where he was born... Uh, he basically grew up in the system, I imagine. Right, right, right. And he he says uh, something about that also to Madani. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he tells his mother everything because she's, like, out of it. She doesn't exist here. Yeah. Now, is she... I was confused. Is she out of it because he's making her be that way? Because he injects her. 
with something, with right? something, and she's strapped to the bed. Yes. Um, it's hard so, to tell. I mean, maybe he owns the hospital. I guess it, it's. It seemed to me like he he was punishing her. Perhaps. Um. Yeah. Because she before he injected her, she looked. She was scared of him. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of confused if she if he's just man- maintaining her in that state. Yeah. Yeah. That was creepy. Um. Yeah, Madani is going to be so mad when she finds out the guy mm-hmm. she's sleeping with killed her partner. And I I thought that you know in the end when we see Stein uh, dying and she's you know off, uh, trying to like keep him alive, yeah. I thought he was gonna say is Bill is <laughs> Billy Russo. Yeah, I or, thought he was gonna say something or say like pretty pretty face or something right, like that. Right, or right, right. Pretty or whatever he was calling him. Yeah. But I think uh, I think he Russo got him in the neck or the throat too, like so he, he couldn't. Yeah, speak. he did. Yeah. So. I just can't believe he's got like an assassin's blade. That's like the coolest <laughs> thing ever. I want to hate this guy, but then he was like, Whoosh. he's a uh, cool bad guy. He's a cool yeah. bad guy. <laughs> I mean, it's really mostly because of the assassin's blade, but but you know what? This is uh, keeps on you know the theme in all these Marvel shows where the bad guys are always cool. The bad yeah, guys are always of. you know cool bad guys that you want to hate, but you also love the character because he's so such an asshole. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, what would you give Cold Steel? I I gave this episode a solid five. Oh, me too. I gave this yeah. a five. Super episode. Very good. I liked everything about it, even though it made me feel really uncomfortable at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, actually, a couple points in this episode, I felt really uncomfortable. <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking, like, during that scared straight scene, I'm like, you know, maybe if my kids get out of line, I'll just have Frank Castle come and <laughs> scare him straight. Until he, like, pulled that knife, like, right up to him. I'm like, eh, maybe not. <laughs> like, I don't want to scar them for life. I just want to scare them straight. Well, you know, they were playing catch in the end. It's, it's, oh, it all yeah, worked yeah. out. <laughs> Cool spiral, Dad. He's like, yeah, good catch, son. If you steal another knife again, I will use it on you. Please remember in the future. Cold steel, son. Uh, uh, But yeah, great episode. Uh, I loved it. The best of the season so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't wait. There are only five more episodes left, which means there are only three episodes left of this podcast. Uh, let me take a look-see here. Aurora, next Sunday is Christmas Eve, so maybe we'll be getting, maybe we'll squeeze one in then. I don't know, it'll depend on what you are doing on the 24th, uh, at this time of day. Uh, if not, we'll try to squeeze one in sometime either before then or slightly after then. Uh, either way, uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. Find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., and hit subscribe, and we will be back uh, on one of these days. I presume sometime before the end of 2017 <laughs> to talk about season one of The Punisher, uh, episode nine called Front Toward Enemy, and episode 10 called Virtue of the Vicious. Uh, 